start this one. Sure. Uh, so, uh, y'all gonna be like talking and playing? Are we gonna play first? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk, I think, first, right? Chit chat about music, thoughts. Am I coming in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> All right. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Should I be trying to make a hundred dollars more a shift? Probably. Okay. I can feel a little bit. I think here we are. Words. Hi. I get it. Yeah. I think you're, I think we're going. Sounding good. All right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. I'm just like. I feel. I mean, it's good it's exercise and. Yeah. I don't know. Like I this week specifically. Like the first week, I felt great and like I was just like. You know, blood flow, and this week all of a sudden I'm just like my body hurts. <laughs> um, all right, okay. podcast. Uh, we're in my apartment here in Ridgewood with Nadia Kazmi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hey, we were uh, and uh, her guitarist Alex. Sorry, what was it? Andy. Andy. Sorry, my bad. Right off the door. Don't worry, this is highly edited. Uh, Andy. Um, Welcome. <laughs> I guess, should I give you a mic too, or I guess you're just the silent partner for now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we're gonna perform. Uh, she's gonna perform some of her songs for us. We're gonna talk about music, what we do uh, here in Songs from a Room. Uh, where to start? Well, we met in Bedsty, right? That's where you're yeah. staying right now. Um. Now I'm like. I'm I'm kind of like a nomad right now, so I'm in East New York now. But I was staying in okay. the time that I met you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're doing you're doing the uh, between tour shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing like a lot of uh, subletting basically right now. Yeah. I mean, you could do it. It's out there in New York. Yeah. Cat sitting. You can coast without a place for a minute, really, if you try. Yeah. Well, I I mean, yeah, I, I should have tried to find a cat sitting situation, but instead I'm, I. For like the interim, I got an Airbnb, uh, kind of deep into East New York. It's a bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> far for Airbnb. Yeah. What's uh, what's that like? <laughs> I mean, I just shouldn't go home past eight p.m. Basically. Uh, yeah, some some uh, <laughs> eerie streets. Definitely some like um, drug deals going down right on the corner. Like uh, yeah, it's the corner for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was doing a undercover cop show and that's where all the footage was, oh, was really? in east new york yeah a yeah. Lot, lot of lot of uh yeah like all the cars are always running yeah. and they're <laughs> on the corner yeah yeah don't stop that engine uh yeah and um you know i think they're pretty brazen about it so yeah they're, uh everyone knows to come to that corner and then they, you, yeah i you, saw a guy smelling a bag to decide <laughs> whether you know it was good enough or not yeah for him to purchase it was a huge bag and um that whatever that bag may be yeah it was happening <laughs> right um on the street so i guess the guy in the car was like you can't do that in the car do it outside so um 
Weird. Anyhow, seemed like a bad idea to me, but <laughs> nobody seems to care, so. Yeah, how long are you staying there for? One month. One month? Then I'll be back to bed Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what got, so what got you into this, uh, this house shuffle? Um, you know, I, so I'm Canadian, and then I uh, let go of my lease on June 1st because I knew I had to get my O visa going, um, mm. and I was going home anyways for a wedding, so I thought my landlord was jacking the rent by a lot. Um, you know, it was the post-pandemic oh, yeah, sort they, of... Yeah, I don't know what the, so they got like legal right to just triple people's rent. Yeah, or? I don't really understand it, but so so they did. They raised my rent by more than a thousand, and I said, okay, I'm definitely not going to renew this. Put everything that I had in storage, and I thought, okay, great, I'll save on rent while I'm in Canada. Probably take like six weeks yeah. for my visa to come through. That's what I was told. Um, but now we're you know two months out, more than two months out, and I still haven't gotten it. So um, I was going to go on tour in France um, and Europe. And I basically, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So I was going on tour in, in, in uh, Europe and now I don't think I'll be able to do that. So I wasn't getting a permanent space cause I thought I'll be gone. And now, because if I left the country, I would have again, trouble getting in because of the visa situation until I get that visa in hand. I can't really leave. Ah, uh, that's tough. I'm sorry. So we're canceling that, but I'll be playing a show at uh, sundown on December 5th. Sundown right here in Ridgewood. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, instead of going on this tour, which is a little sad. Oh, but, but yeah. Happy. A lot of, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice to not have to tour, even though it'd be awesome. Yeah. A lot, I guess a lot of, even like big names are, I think what animal collective just, uh, yeah, I reposted that. That's yeah. I think that's where I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was trying to prep, uh, people on my Instagram for the upcoming cancellation. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. yeah. They had to cancel it. Yeah. Cause the logistics and everything is just yeah. out of control right now. They said, it, they said it was money. They said, you know, we're we're not going to make enough, any money on the tour, so they they were canceling. Yeah, you know. at the end of the day. Money. I mean, I definitely can't make. Money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's rough. Um, well, well, you still have an album coming out, right? You're working out. Or yeah. you dropped some singles. I dropped a couple of singles. I have another single coming out um, next month, and this uh, song we're going to do is kind of an acoustic version of one of those songs cool yeah let's let's play it out uh okay. what's the song called rationing my grief so i guess we're gonna do this one first all right andy's got his chord charts ready to go <laughs> <laughs> uh rationing rationing uh, my grief yeah all right rationing my grief
That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I could, I could hear like where that that song was gonna rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was awesome. So that that rationing my grief. Uh, when did you write this one? Um. So I wrote this song actually about a year. Maybe it was like about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Um. Tried recording it once in Nashville. Um. And, you know, we kind of, like, we're working it out, and we, and, and then I, I decided I wanted to go in a kind of a different direction. So, yeah. Um, I'm redoing it right now with uh, Matt Caraval in, uh, in Manhattan. He's great. He actually mixed uh, the other song that I'm going to sing, Have You Here, which I did record in Nashville. He did the mixing of it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so I decided I wanted to, to work with him and, and, and record also. And it's been going great, yeah. What, what was uh, different from the first version to the version that it's molded into? Um, I think the first version just became too epic. It mm. was, um, it sounded a little bit like a Star Wars theme to me. <laughs> and um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, and, and the instrumental of that sounds fantastic, but just not for this. Not the song that you wanted it to be. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And that, you know, that seems to happen quite a bit I feel like that's one of the struggles of being an artist um, you know when you're when you're a solo and and you're not playing with a whole band um, then yeah. you go in even if you know you have your full band with you you really have to have the direction um, you know in your mind and and make sure that the other person who you're working with whether it's an engineer or a producer has the same vision and aesthetic mm -hmm. and so sometimes that takes time to yeah like, yeah you get a vibe together yeah I'll cut that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. No, uh, so ration in my grief. What's the what's the overall theme? Um, I guess you know it's it's all about how uh, you know basically it's you know some people might say um, I think it's cultural too because in in you know in my family I think it's about being stoic. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes, um, you know, it's it's maybe it's being proud in a way also. Yeah. And uh, and it's all about how, you know, you're kind of like keeping all of this inside. And I think the pandemic and all of these other kinds of things um, definitely contributed to that feeling. But it's it's something that I've always felt like I'm I'm holding all of this, you know, sadness or grief inside. Mm -hmm. and, and you know that's why, you, you know. But I think people might only see you know, me laughing or, or having a nice time. And, you know, I think that's why I drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, rationing our, our grief in uh, tequila. Yeah. Uh, no, I, f I feel that. Yeah. It's like little just letting little bits and pieces out so you don't go crazy or. But yeah, we all compartmentalize a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and you, you, so you're, you're saying you, cause you reference your mother in it and uh, so she was a pretty stoic. Yeah, I guess, you know, she definitely, I think it wasn't even, she's stoic for sure, but I think there was like a part of it was that, um, you know, even if you're feeling upset, you can share that with me yeah, or, or with your family or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think there's a, I don't know if it's necessarily attributed to her. I think it's, uh, I, I use that lyrically, but she was a single mom. And so obviously she had a lot more, uh, a big place in yeah. my life. And, um, I mean, she still does. Uh, but I think I was trying to say that, um, maybe, you know, we use, it's, it's like, um, I wear my laughter like a blanket on a storm mm-hmm. and it's like, sometimes you're laughing you know or you're enjoying yourself or whatever you're doing um to kind of uh keep all these feelings at bay yeah you're collecting in this way you know at the pit of your stomach and that's why it's uh you know i've been rationing my grief and it's gathering but um you know and 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 it has to go somewhere right so we'll see what happens when that explodes (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. No, yeah, I can't wait to. So, and that's going to be on. Uh, is it uh, an EP you said you're dropping? Um, it's going to be a full LP, actually. Full but the LP. LP comes out. Um, I'm I'm doing it as a six single series mm. before the LP comes out. I know that seems longer, but now albums, you know, don't the, do that well, and it's more important to have. Yeah, in the streaming six. world, where it's funny because we're like back to the '60s or like right. you know. Instead of like forty fives, it's just you know little well, drops I, on Spotify. Well, um, I'm pr- I'm pressing everything to a forty five. So like, oh wow, the okay. Last, um, this next song that you're gonna sing is the B side to Manufactured Dream, uh, forty five, which I already have. Okay, cool. Um, Available and, you know, on Bandcamp. Um, weirdly, Bandcamp, I've been having a lot of issues getting merch up because um, they won't let me sell a forty five for a single. You can only sell merch if you can attribute it to a full album. Really? And so I have the single up on Bandcamp as a streaming single, but I can't um, connect it to a, like an actual 45. But I mean, I think maybe I need help with it, but I yeah. have tried and tried in every single time. It's uh, So it's available on my website. It's available. Okay, yeah. Um, now even Spotify allows you, if you go down, you can see merch that's available so you can find it. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Uh, uh, Bandcamp conundrum or what's yeah, going on there? Yeah, it seems silly. Um, so it won't even let me post it because as soon as you want to post it, it says please choose an album, and it only gives me my actual albums as the drop down menu. Oh, and weird. None of the singles, yeah. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. There is truly, yeah. Uh, and a website. You've got your own website, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Okay. So yeah, what to talk about? Did I? Do we talk about you enough? so <laughs> should we talk about you no no this isn't okay. uh, this isn't about me okay uh okay cool let's see how about music we'll talk about you and music for how long have you been playing music it's such a the most general <laughs> question in the world but um i mean f- i for quite a while i mean this is going to be my uh fourth full-length album um and awesome. then i also have released two lp uh two eps Oop. prior to that okay hopefully that doesn't continue okay <laughs> <laughs> um uh. yeah so i mean it's been um 
I mean, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So a long time. Where'd you, uh, what was your first uh, moments as a, like, as a musician? Were you just... Uh, well, I actually um, have been singing since I was young. So I, I asked my parents if I could take singing. And my mother's very much, um, uh, you know, Asian parents are very much into college and university. And, and so she said, oh, yeah, that will look really good on your application for university because you want to seem well-rounded. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> just as long as you talk it in some way about college, you'll do it. Exactly. So uh, she um, got me lessons, and I might, I'm probably I, was, I wasn't that young. I mean, I think I was 13. Okay. Um, and so I started because I always wanted to sing, and so I was uh, – and I had started writing um, – poetry when I was very very young like very bad poetry <laughs> at the age of basically as soon as I could speak yeah so um when I was five or six I would record um songs they were songs because you know I hadn't put them to, to music and I would record them I would just find tapes around which were precious tapes my mother had with, oh. you know like uh, Urdu music or like Hindi um Bollywood songs, and <laughs> I, I I learned how you could record, and so I would record over top of it. So she was, you know. Oh, like over like printed yeah. <laughs> cassettes. I, oh. And then um, uh, my first song was called Thunder, and uh, that's the only one I can remember because that's the, like the tape that we still had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was something like there was a lot of th it was thunder, thunder, something. Anyways, I was you know. <laughs> it's strong. It's like passionate. Yeah. yeah. Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and then when I, yeah, so then I started writing lyrics. Um, basically, I was, it was all poetry, and then I was sort of taking those poems and putting them to music. And then when I started singing, um, I, I, I think the whole impetus was that I basically stopped writing poetry, and then everything became song uh, lyrics. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, lyrics and poetry. That uh, the origin story of Nadia Cosme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I wrote bad poetry, too. We all did it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had, like, a, a little uh, book with, like, stickers on it. Well, I thought they were, they weren't poems. They were metal songs. Oh, metal songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. I think that's just, um, so that's not bad poetry. That's really good metal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bad poetry, good metal. Yeah. As long as you're getting out your, those words. <laughs> so it, was that your your uh, musical genre of choice at that time? Uh, yeah, I think so. Early on, I think that's where we st you start from somewhere, you know. Uh, yeah, well, my brother was a, the big metalhead, so okay. and he was a couple years older than me. So yeah, we started through there. But I mean, even before my dad, my dad was is, was always eclectic. So it's like you know we had like David Bowie albums and, and you know like he loved Neil Young and. Uh, I love Neil Young. I'm oh, I mean, a really yeah. big Neil Young fan. That's most of what I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> most of it's Neil Young. But yeah, Neil Young's always been my kind of my hero. I actually thought about maybe doing um, Cowgirl in the Sand, but then I was like, you know, I shouldn't do a cover for the... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. This is about songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's like my favorite uh, Neil Young song. Um, the, the Massey Hall version, though, not the... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. not, not the, the ripping, roaring one? No. Um. Yeah, he was great. I think he's probably why I'm. I'm mostly self-conscious as a songwriter myself, just because I'm always like, "Ah, oh, Neil Young wrote it." <laughs> like, right. you know, we've all got somebody. Well, uh, did you read his biographies? 
Uh, yeah, Shaky. I remember it's right. Shaky. And then the newer one is like the autobiography. Oh, yeah, he's got an autobiography? Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I'll, I got to read it. Yeah. I don't uh, know if you will have a greater appreciation for his music, but you definitely will understand that he his mind is quite... He's got, you know, I think he's a strange man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he yeah. seems he seems like, I don't know. Uh, he pulls a lot of asshole moves. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you know that he doesn't read and he's quite open about the fact? Like books. Yeah. He refu- He doesn't read, but he wrote a book. Yeah. I mean, well, with the help of a writer. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and you, you know, like it's kind of like if you put, uh, you compare it to Bob Dylan, who, of course, is extremely well read, constantly, you know, um, just like a sponge for all kinds of information that informs his songwriting, yeah, and lyricism. And then Neil Young, who, I guess, maybe it's more mystic. His whole <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, takes takes all different types. Yeah. Um, where to start? That was good. That's a good chunk okay. of material. <laughs> <laughs> content. Creating content uh, with a tired, tired brain. Should <laughs> we uh, do another song? Yeah, let's talk about this next song. That'll do it. Uh, so this one you're going to do, it's the B-side to... Well, it was the first single. Okay. So how I'm doing the um, 45s is I'm basically putting all this, like, so that I don't have to press as many, obviously. I'm doing um, two of the singles on each, so... Have You Here, this was the first single. Okay, um, yeah. And then Manufactured Dream was the second single. So I pressed the 45 with Manufactured on side A and Have You Here on side B. Yeah. So, and this is Have You Here. This is Have You Here, yeah. All right, let's uh, listen to it. Unless you have any uh, other intro to the song you want the, the uh, listener to know about before you play it? Well, I did. Um, I wrote this song quite a while ago, and it was supposed to come out the month that we went into lockdown. Okay, yeah. So, um, and we, I was going to do a show uh, at Sultan Room for the, for the, for the single release. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right up until basically that week, the, uh, the booker was like, no, no, we're going to go ahead. We don't think, you know. And I said, you know, everything's being canceled. Probably Yeah, it's this gonna isn't get, happening. Yeah. And so then the day before, after we had promoted it quite a bit, um, they said, okay, yeah, we're canceling. So then I just shelved it. And then two years later or what have you, I didn't really want that version anymore. So again, I re-recorded it. So, nice. Um, and this is the one I did in Nashville uh, with uh, Brett Ryan Stewart in, uh, yeah. All right. At uh, Wirebird Studios. Wirebird Studios. Um, out on Spotify and about to be played right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Right on. Okay, you you just gonna do one time. Yeah, I'll try to keep it. Okay, but I thought you were gonna do twi- twice through. But I did. No, I'll do twice. Yeah. You'll do it twice. Okay. Twice. Okay. Cool. So this part I'm doing.
Now we did it. <laughs> that was close. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Two years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, also, barely have performed live. So basically, I've only performed this song once. Oh, yeah. At um, Sultan Room in March. And then, yeah. And then now. So wow. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, it sounded good. It sounded tight. Mm. Thanks. Well, I think that's being generous, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So that's, uh, that one's got a lot of parts to it. Yeah. Um, it's got, um, I think, yeah, I think like rationing is more of a simple song compared to most of the things that I write. I think I'm like manufactured is also a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge song. And then, um, and yeah, and then the, the next song that's coming out uh, after rationing. It's called The War Inside. Keep it's an also, eye out. Uh, yeah, verse, Got pre-chorus, chorus. Some bridges, some tunnels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, li- I think I like songs that, like, build. Yeah, yeah, I know. It yeah. definitely, because uh, I feel like there's so many, like, just uh, mono, I don't know what the word for it is. I mean, it's, it, right now, I feel like a lot of pop songs have kind of, uh they've taken away structure and it's all just kind of like a one rhythm kind of all the way through or, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of artists, um, do. And I think it's a, it's good because my music tends to be more eclectic mm-hmm. and that's because, um, of the way I write. So I think my songs don't all sound that similar, which is great, which is great. But I think it makes it harder for listeners who want to hear, Maybe if they like one song, they want to go and listen, and then they say, "Okay, I want to hear more of the same." And then it's like, "Well, no, this is more of the different." Yeah, well, yeah. well, good riddance, not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I like eclectic yeah. albums. That's what I like to listen to. Some of the so. best artists they like change yeah. and evolve, you know. Uh, and so do your songs. I like, I do like the uh, the structure to your writing. It's not. Uh, I mean, how does? Wait, am I out? No, no, I'm in. That's just my headphones. I don't know. Uh, So, like, I just, I just, the the thing, I, what's interesting to me is how to write a song like that. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can see if somebody thinks of a hook and they sit down and they just write up, you know. But, like, you've got, like, I feel like it takes, like, some architecture. Yeah, I think so. Actually, um, I have a song on this album called Architect. Okay. Also, and it's all about how... um, I, one of the lines is like, you could be a bricklayer, but I've always wanted to be an architect. And I think that's um, a lazy artist's way of saying, I don't want to practice guitar or anything else. And I just <laughs> want to write songs. And then that's why sometimes I struggle because I spend so much time writing songs. I mean, I just have, right now it's a really creative period. So I have so many songs I'm writing. And then I don't remember what any of the chords are. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, and I just write it all out in a chart. And if I, you know, and then I, or, or I can listen to it um, in Logic. I use Logic. Um, so that's mostly you do a lot of recording, just, yeah. or a lot of writing, recording. Writing, recording, writing, recording, because I'm demoing all of these songs out. Um, and then I take them to the studio and when I have the money <laughs> and, yeah. and, and try to get... Um, uh, the full production done. Um, but in the meantime, I've already got like another whole batch of songs, you know, so it's... I can't keep up with yourself. That's, yeah. That's a good place to be, you know. A lot of, you know, 
so now there's nothing better than having uh, content to fall back on or you know what I mean when I feel like uh, while the wells flowing you know just keep collecting you know yeah it can be a struggle though because I mean these songs to me are so old now I um, you know bar- barely have like looked at them but they're they're the songs that are out or yeah. coming out so I have to sort of revisit and kind of like get them back into my system um, but the songs that I really am excited about are of course the ones that I I just wrote. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to come out for, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole process. It's a, yeah, a game of patience. Um, Truly. But, but yeah, I mean, you've, it's what, you're on your fourth album now, so it's like. Yeah. You've, it sounds like you've got it down, you know? Yeah, I think to some extent. Um, and as an independent, you know, artist, I think there's always a certain, uh, like, element of DIY sort of. Mm-hmm. N- you know, Ness and also uh, makeshift, you know, we're going to like fake it till you make it kind of thing. I mean, the tour that we're, I was going to do in France, what I do is I, I use uh, musicians that I know in Paris Mm -hmm. and usually like I send them all the music and then we, the set list that we're going to be doing. And then we rehearse when I get there and then we go on tour because of course I can't afford to pay for flying down in an entire, you know, American band and the people that i work with here they mostly have jobs yeah um them to take off say two weeks from you know yeah i can only give you this much well that's so that's uh i mean that's that's like producer quality then you got like so you because then at that point you have you just know how to get any like a musician to you know how to write up the chart you know how to translate it so you do you can like it's a production at this point. Right. Um, and then the last time we did it, we used a drum machine. Mm-hmm. So that was another whole element that we had to like program the drums and like create and trigger them uh, with the drum machine. And that was... It sounds um, technical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it sounds easy until you actually have to push the buttons. Yeah. I think it's actually uh, quite... Yeah, it was quite technical. <laughs> You're like, what, the, what is this? I, 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 can, I can imagine that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... But well, that's great. So it's like in be- being this the sole songwriter that you are, and trying to uh, pursue it. You've also became, in some ways, like a, what's the word, a coordinator, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what a producer is, right? A producer, yeah. Um, and then uh, so I think when I'm, I'm, I think I don't know if this is necessarily true because I'm not in the room with other solo artists but i think they're definitely everyone's co-producing at this point right because whoever you're working with whether it's an engineer or a producer it's your it's your baby and yeah. you're paying for it too right so you're executive producer in this day yeah and, age, and then you're also actually the producer and um i think that is a thing that solo artists uh, or just artists don't get enough credit for i mean they're all kind of producing yeah. themselves at, at this point even if they're signed to a small label Unless there's some really big name connected to your project, um, and when you're in the room, you're the one who's choosing all the sounds. You're saying yes to this or no to that, and uh, mm-hmm. and you know the vibe and all of the references that you're going to use to be uh, listened to before we go into the studio or even when it's in the studio to say, okay, no, but you know, this Kate Bush song, see what's happening here. I really like, yeah, you know, and that's hard to translate. I think for me, because musicians understand things differently than I do. I, you know, I'm like, a, 
I'm, I'm saying, okay, but I like the overall sound of this. It's yeah. not that I want you to imitate the drums exactly in this manner. I want to create this sort of a soundscape where, you know, a lot of the instrumentation is dropping out, but it's there. You can hear their space in the verse and they don't like hearing things like that. <laughs> They're like, okay, well just tell me like what you're doing. Yeah. What do, you do you want a samba beat or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's when an engineer or producer helps, yeah, um, because they know the language of uh, of that you know maybe would help, yeah, translate. But um, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, they're they're also like I don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> I'd really like to work with a female. I think it would make a difference. Well, yeah. Next next production. Anybody wanting to apply? Yeah. To Nadia Cosme Productions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, awesome. I mean, it, it sounds like you're doing it, you know? You get uh, full uh, capabilities, great songwriting, uh, and the know-how to get it done. Thanks. Um. <laughs> yeah. I like to end on an affirmation. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think this, is, this has been great. Uh, thank you for coming out and, uh, you know... Keep on rocking in the free world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, you heard it here. And uh, at this point, I'll probably fade out. And (laughs) thanks to Andy also. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. And Andy. (laughs) Yeah. Strumming the strings for us. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was it. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. Chop it up and, uh...